welcome to the Foreign Object Podcast. I am your host, Walk with Geo on Twitter. Nice. And uh, I'm joined by my co-host, the artist formerly known as the New Adrudo on Twitter. Yeah. Formerly known as because I think you've just given up on uh, getting that Twitter back. I guess. Yeah. So it's been about three weeks. Um, SummerSlam is when I put in the, the, what they call a ticket on Twitter for support. And I haven't been reached out to from support about the issue. So I've decided to just, um, tweet all wrestling stuff from my main Twitter account that I was using originally. Uh, so if anybody wants to follow me there, it's at the dude, big B. That's spelled D-A-D-U-D-E-B-I-G-B. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what it, what it is. How sad. And that's how it's going to be. Uh, yeah, I guess. Twitter, yeah, it sucks. Uh, Twitter it's, just sucks. I mean, like the have, pla- you tried pla- just, have you tried just like tweeting directly at Twitter support? No. Oh. Because um, that's usually when problems get fixed, I see. Like when your internet's really slow and then you're like, yo, fuck at internet provider support. They're like, can we help you? And you're like, no. But then somehow the next day, surprisingly, your service is a lot better. You know? Uh, So that could work maybe if you try to just tweet at them. It might not, though. Who knows? I don't know. Um, You know, I heard on a survey that uh one out of three wrestling fans are mad wow and i'm not mad are you mad i'm not mad either um <laughs> i actually am a little mad to be honest after watching uh, AEW tell me about that experience in. um i went in thinking i'm going to watch some wrestling for wrestling's sake and I know I'm kind of harsh on them because uh, I think because they're actually trash. Cody Rhodes is an asshole. Oh, uh, and I think a lot of them are the same problem in wrestling that they believe they are trying to fix. But I went into it trying to watch it, and when like your third match involves uh, a guy who was clearly knocked cold, knocked out cold. And you allow him to continue a match. I think that sets the fucking pace of for the rest of the night. I don't think it was the third match. It might have been like fourth or something. But um, the point is, I don't even I I can't even really think about what else happened on the show because it all gets overshadowed by the Matt Hardy incident. Not to be confused with the Milwaukee incident. <laughs> Ooh, uh, <laughs> that's Bad a throwback. Times. That's Bad a throwback. Um, I still don't know what that was um basically matt hardy and sammy guevara are in a match where if matt loses he has to leave or whatever right he just got um, there why would they put that stipulation (laughs) in? that's pretty dumb exactly um so whatever they fight in the back like the match starts in the backstage they climb like a uh, lift thing and they go flying off of it uh supposed to hit two tables Matt completely misses uh, either of the tables. He might have, like, hit his ankles on the table, and that's it. But he really smacked fucking hard on the concrete because, like I said, it's in the back area or whatever of the uh, of the Darby's Palace or whatever, whatever the fuck it's called. Oh. Um, and he hits real hard on the fucking concrete, which I think everybody saw on Twitter or whatnot. Yeah. Um, but I don't think people who just saw it on Twitter, because initially I had only seen it on Twitter, I was like, ooh, that's bad. But when you see how fucking unresponsive and how still his body is after the fall, it's a completely different fucking story. It paints a different story in your head about what the fuck they're letting uh, slide. So he's unconscious or what seems to be unconscious for like 20 seconds. Um, the ref's kind of trying to check on him. Uh, 
Sammy eventually goes after him to try to grab him or whatever. And, like, Matt's trying to get on his feet. He can't get to his fucking feet. Like, he's being dragged. Uh, He can't get up at all. He can't fucking throw a punch. He fucking, like, uh, pulls Sammy down to the floor because he just can't hold his own weight up. So the referee, uh, referee Aubrey, um, throws up the X, and I thought was interesting. Like, she also, she threw up the X kind of behind the camera, and then she looked directly into the camera and threw up the X. And I've never known, because the topic while this was happening was, was this a storyline or not? I've never known them to fucking throw up the X for a storyline injury. Uh huh. Um, but they throw up the X. They, you know, Sammy's still working to get pulled away. On commentary, they're talking about you're like, oh yeah, that's a good call because if your if your uh, wrestler is injured, you shouldn't let them continue. And like three minutes later, they jump right back into the match. Um, and then they go to the spot where they climb up like this fucking rig. Sammy gets thrown down. He loses the match. But even after that, Matt's kind of like, he's just staying still up on that thing. Like, he's trying not to move so much. And he still looks out of it. Yeah. He, like, last minute remembers, oh, I need to start fucking doing my gimmick. So he does his gimmick or whatever where he's, like, biting there. But he was really fucking out of it, right? The conversation after was whether or not he got cleared by doctors. On commentary, they say, oh, uh... Matt gave the doctor the okay. Then later they have to fucking clarify and say, well, actually, uh, the refer- the the doctor did concussion protocols. Rebby Hardy, fucking Matt's wife, is on Twitter talking about how uh, he's concussed and has to have multiple scans to see the severity of his concussions. While Tony Khan is saying, oh, he's fine. I, I, I personally paused the match and I wouldn't have let it go on if he was hurt. He's fine. He's going to be on Dynamite this Wednesday. Yeah. All right. So, so just because I didn't watch it. So, clarify this for me. When, when he says they paused the match or the doctor came in, was there like a time span where there was just nothing going on and they were just checking on him? Um, so what we see is they're pulling Sammy away. Referee and who I assume is a doc, it was one of the doctors, is like tending to Matt. Uh huh. And Matt's still fucking working like, where is he? Bring him to me so I can delete him or whatever, right? But he's still like like in his eyes looks out of it. Yeah. Um so after that they cut to the commentary booth. They talk. And then we go back to Matt Hardy punching Sammy Guevara from somewhere. Like it, it wasn't a long time yeah. span, like really. That's interesting. Cuz but uh, if what they're saying I is there was enough time for them to do concussion protocol and say, okay, he's good to go. Which, to me, like, that, you just watch this guy fucking hit his head on concrete. I don't care if you just did a fucking concussion protocol. You should still call off the match. Not only that, the ref threw up the X twice. Yeah. A referee should It's the to... referee's decision to yeah. end the match, so you should respect that decision. Yeah. Because the ref has, like the best perspective of what just happened yeah and yeah i don't know and see another thing is like if i'm mad i'm like probably mad at this whole deal that i just signed because it's been just a like everything that matt's been doing has kind of just had like bad yeah i mean i give matt a lot of props for like Dealing trying to it? finish this storyline with Sammy because really the storyline got put on pause when he gets suspended. Yeah. When Sammy gets suspended. Then he fucking takes a chair to the head, yeah. gets gets busted open, and it has to get stitched closed. Yeah. And then now, like um yes or no, you could blame Sammy if you want. I don't think it was his well, fault. No, but, but even the whole he still thing- fucking falls and like I think the whole you know, thing just looks bad on the company of everything, yeah, all everything that's happened. You're going to suspend a guy for something he probably should have been fired for because it sets a bad example for everybody else in the industry. And not even that. I I've tweeted about this, but when you're getting suspended off of fucking making jokes about what he made a joke about, 
There's no reason why you should have a fucking return that's like, yeah. oh my god, he's back. That's not fucking. That's, that's not a, the way that's to what go you do for about someone it. that got injured. And yeah, you're who deserves to see a back. fucking yeah. big moment when he returns? Yeah. So th- that's the uh, one issue that if I'm Matt, I'm looking at the company like, okay, weird. Then I get hit with a fucking chair. Like, that's, like, not the company's fault, but there's this guy that obviously fucking took it upon himself to take a chair that wasn't, um... Wasn't appropriate for the spot. Yeah, so that, and then after that, then nobody's looking out for my safety because you'd rather have the match finish. Right. Even if it was, like, him saying, oh, I could finish the match, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That does not matter. I think we need to get out of the fucking culture in wrestling where it's like, oh, I'm about to die, but, you know, let me finish the match. Especially, like, not everyone so could fucking... be fucking Mick Foley. <laughs> and like, not everyone should be Mick Foley. Yeah. Like, really. Like, no. There's no reason. I mean, Foley's found a lot of success. He has his own meal at McDonald's right now. Have you heard about <laughs> stop. it? Stop. Would you Cactus stop it? Jack meal? I'm... Does it come with barbed wire? I don't uh, have anything against Travis Scott as an artist, but I do have him uh, against him that he used Cactus Jack as his branding or whatever. I don't know like uh, in what depth he uses it. Because a couple semesters ago, um, I was wearing my fucking Cactus Jack shirt, and then someone was like staring at me weird, and they were like, "That's that's not Travis Scott." I was like, "You're fucking right, it's not." What the fuck? Yeah, but um. No, not everybody should try to be Mick Foley. And I'm pretty sure he would probably tell everybody that too. Um whether Matt right now, I don't I don't think they're they've been like clear enough. AW saying he's fine. His wife is saying otherwise and his wife is acting like uh you know, it's more severe maybe than people are um making it out to be. Another thing but, I don't like is the AEW's uh, Instagram page posted a thing saying uh, Tony Khan was like uh, said that everything's good, but ha- it has no comment section. Like they disabled comments. What? Why are are you? There's clearly an issue if you had to disable the comment section, right? Because you know everybody is not with what just happened. Yeah, and whether or not. He got concussed in that, or maybe he's fine now. Doesn't matter either or. Personally, if I were to see a man fucking hit his head first on concrete, there's no excuse for continuing the match. Yeah. It's fucking irresponsible. Like, I get it. Tony Khan, you know, has been in this business for a year, two years. He's inexperienced, but still. You and shouldn't it, you shouldn't make excuses for letting a guy who just fucking collided head first onto concrete and couldn't even hold himself up. And we're not idiots. We know that accidents happen. Yeah. Just end the fucking match. Yeah. Nobody's gonna My, be mad like, yeah, and yeah. be like, Oh man, that was trash because they had to end a match. Like they should have kept nobody's gonna be like, keep it yeah. going. Unless you tell me it's a death match and nobody's dead <laughs> and you're ending the match. Like when we went to we I don't think I don't know I I can't think of what they replaced that match with um, when we went to Lucha Underground and it was supposed to be a death match with um Matanza Cueto and uh-huh. and Brian Cage or Ricochet no and uh, Phoenix I don't remember who but um, yeah I want to say it, it was a masked wrestler maybe it was advertised as a death match <laughs> and man punched glass and I guess cut his like arm open and they word word on the, the street was he legit like yeah hit an artery or some shit yeah something and like blood know. was squirting everywhere right because we were on the other side of the fucking yeah arena but if it's it's the lucha underground arena so word gets around and like so within yeah. like two minutes of it ending the guys next to us are like damn there's like blood squirting everywhere or something yeah it's like jesus okay and i was like yo nobody died and they just ended a death match yeah interesting um yeah the problem isn't that they the problem is that they let a match go where a guy 
uh, fucking hit his head on concrete, whether he got concussed or not. It shouldn't yeah. happen. In an industry where concussions have been an issue. Yeah. For quite some time. Yeah. And like we're we're at the point where you don't let it slide anymore. You don't take chances like yeah. that anymore. I mean, can't. that's why that's why there was a big issues with the wrestling community when they did the unprotected headshot. Right. Like when nobody wants to see headshot. that no, anymore. It's, it's like and that's the issue know. with AEW. They want to be something that nobody really cares to see anymore. You know what I'm saying? And and that's the edgy thing. I don't think right, people yeah. want as much as people say they want to see like attitude era level stuff, we really don't. It's because you see it and then you think that could really fuck like someone up. Yeah. And then you start to realize like that'll fuck somebody up. Yeah. Beyond repair, and you don't especially, have to do that. And I think especially seeing the type of talent that works in the industry now, it's like okay, these people if they continue to wrestle the way they do, and they don't have to do the crazy bumps that a lot of the wrestlers used to have to do their the longevity of their careers like they could go on for a while and still be good i mean i i would say look at jericho he didn't have yeah. to do anything crazy for a lot of his career i mean those matches where he probably did but but for someone like jericho it was the talent yeah it was the, he he, he relied on to, your wrestling yeah, ability versus exactly. someone like Steve Austin will say it himself. He wasn't the best wrestler. But yeah. how, there, how many fucking clips are there where Steve Austin's taking a headshot with a yeah. chair? Exactly. And now, so, you know. And, yeah. I mean, it, there's no need for stuff that requires risk. Right. Like, or even like though if a the lot thing of is, the stuff is risky, but it's like, I don't know what they're trying to recreate, man. Even if you want to fucking bring back the headshot with the chair, don't have to fucking take it in the head. Like, put your hands up. Like, we know, we all know how it's taken, right? Like, we're all been exposed to what happens. We've seen Hogan do it for years, (laughs) man. Yeah, yeah. If you think about how long Hogan's done it and how long it took you to realize that that man's never taken a wheelchair to the There's an example of a guy who did things where first glance is like, holy shit, that's crazy. But when you look back at it, he did everything in a way where he was not going to hurt himself. Yeah. The worst thing, the thing that hurt him the most was his leg drop. Right. Because he was jumping so high and all that weight hitting his tailbone. Like, to think that that was the worst thing he did, but there's so many. That's the thing that impacted his body the most, but there was so many other things yeah. that we look at and you're like, holy crap, that was brutal. But but you look back at it. It was the and leg was drop protecting that, himself. Yeah, it was the instances. leg drop yeah. that that has ruined his body. Right. So I don't know. I think AEW really needs to. It, it the whole thing with AEW was that they care about their wrestlers. Right. From the beginning, and it, and, and it's, it's starting to show that they don't. It they literally care more. played out on on the program where one second you have. Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur saying, you know, good on the referee. If a guy's hurt, you shouldn't continue the match. Guys who are hurt should not be wrestling. If you can't defend yourself, you shouldn't be wrestling. Two minutes fucking later, he's climbing a fucking, like a tall-ass structure. Yeah, and the story changes to, well, Matt Hardy said to keep the match going. exactly. Like, you're you're watching it unfold, and I I think a lot of people are are getting their emotions mixed up with, fuck WWE and letting that blind them from the fact that there's a lot of problems that are valid problems in the entire wrestling business that are the AW is pretending to care about that they don't care about. Yeah. And it's, it's all at the cost of wanting to be better than another company. Right. That's another thing. The WWE lives rent free in AEW's head. Everybody, Tony Khan, the fact that he had to say that, um, what was it, All Out? Or uh, double or Nothing. Double or Nothing was better than WrestleMania. Like, dude, nobody cares. <laughs> Are you serious? Like, Yeah, it's really, it's really sad, especially when... So that means he took time out of his day to watch WrestleMania. Right. But 
WWE, I'm pretty sure Vince is not watching AEW. Which, by the way, see WrestleMania what... was a couple weeks after the pandemic uh, started to clear out yeah. wrestling arenas, right? So they had a couple weeks to reformat the show. Double or Nothing had a couple months yeah. to not say, all right, that. this is the new style of wrestling we need to go about. So it's like, it's not, it, it, you're comparing apples and oranges and it's not fair to even do, even if it was the better show, it wouldn't be fair. Yeah, It wasn't the uh, better show though. Look, man, all I'm going to say is this WrestleMania this year was probably in the top 10 WrestleManias. Um, maybe. it's up. To, I think I it has know. to be maybe up top there. fifteen. <laughs> I want to put it ten. ten. I think it's in the top ten. I don't have my list, but it's up there. I think okay. it was really good. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. They, so I'm gonna continue saying it, and it would sound like a broken record. But AEW needs, if they want to be real change, they need to just do it, dude. Because like. They need to do it and not do it for the reason of being better than someone right. else. They have to do, do it do for it just being the best you. Like exactly. the best AEW. Being, being the best for for wrestlers. And and sitting there That's and, it. and because there's always gonna be those people and, and I think even AEW could get away with it, right? Because they clearly are, because they yeah, do stuff that WWE getting, yeah. has done, but they need to get rid of the idea of being different. Like you can't just right, be yeah. different like all together. Like there's a lot of little things that WWE does that we don't really recognize that there's a reason they do stuff yeah. like that. It, and for it would example, benefit someone like AEW to like be like, Oh, I'm going to take that idea or take that style of doing this. Yeah. Cause I mean, even, there's nothing wrong with that. So you're watching one of the matches today and, commentary was just there was something happening in ring that was like story based right and commentary was just talking and explaining what was happening right in wwe the same thing would have happened and it would be quiet right and it's if it feels like it's to bring like more dramatic effect to what's going on and I don't know. It just feels better to have that silence and let you see what's going on in the ring right. and let you uh, like dis- dissect what's going on story-wise. But on AEW, they were kind of just spelling it out for you. Right. Like saying, Which is go- goes back to like when I was... One of my biggest things of wrestling is like I don't want to feel like I'm being held by the hand when I'm watching it. Like yeah. I want to fucking piece it together by myself. I don't want to see... That there's tension after Kenny and uh, Hangman lose. Yeah. And also hear that that there's tension between them. Because I could already see it. I don't need to hear it. Yeah. You can mention it after it happens. Like, I think when he walked backstage, that would be a good time to be like, that was a lot of tension that we just saw in the ring, blah, 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 or whatever. But to hear it while it's happening, like, I know that it's happening. It's right there in front of me. And it takes away from what's going on. Right. It's like if uh, in a movie... You know, in a movie, narration usually comes in little pieces of, of the movie. Yeah. If it was through the whole fucking movie, it, it'd be like, why, do, why am I not just fucking listening to an I, audiobook right I now? I feel like that's the moment, like, when the commentary goes silent, that gives you time at home when you're watching to react. Right. Right? So, yeah. in that moment where Kenny Omega and Hangman are in the ring together, and Kenny Omega is, like, looks like he's about to hit him with that, like, fold-up... uh little table thing that's my moment where i look at you and i'm like oh shit he'll turn right and then (laughs) right you know and when commentary's talking you're trying to listen to what commentary is saying and it's it's just not an enjoyable moment it's weird another thing i didn't see a lot of the show i saw like maybe like four minutes of it all right of what you were watching earlier. The majority of the show. Another thing, um, based off what I've heard people say and based off what I saw, I saw the end of the revival match. That's what I'm gonna call them. I don't care <laughs> what their name is now. Okay. I don't have time to fucking 
every wrestler that leaves different companies to just start by learning their new, their names, new names. names. Right, like, right. There's exceptions to it. Kenta, I'm gonna call him <laughs> Kenta. Yeah, right. Exactly. If he comes to WWE again, I'm still gonna call him Kenta. Which won't happen, by the way. Because I but... rarely even called him Hideo. Right. Right. When he was in WWE. You would still call him. Kenta. I still called him Kenta. Yeah. Um. John Moxley, it's still a little weird to me. I still call him Ambrose every once in a while. Yeah. It's uh, kind of easy, easier for him because people will just refer to him as Mox. So it's like, all right, just yeah. one name. That's it. But, but even like, like Scott Dawson and, and Dash Wilder, I, I couldn't tell you their new names. Like, yeah, I'd have to think revival. about it for a while. I couldn't tell you which one was Scott Dawson and Dash <laughs> Wilder, to be honest. That's fucked up. In the same sense that I you know can't what? tell you I which one's feel Jimmy like, or Jay uh, Uso. It's well, they're the twins. What? They're twins, well, but though. It's like neither of them look like a Dash. I feel like a really or... good tag team, though. You don't have to talk about either or like separately, anyways. So you, it doesn't matter yeah. if you can't tell them apart because they, so, should, you know, they're back a tag to team. back to what I was saying. So I saw the end of the revival match, and one thing I didn't like was they did a false finish, and then right after they did the actual finish, and it was the same exact thing. Yeah. Why not just do, just finish the match with I the first know. one? And that and that goes to everyone I've been hearing saying that they're getting tired of the false finish. Like there's so many false yeah. finishes in wrestling right now, everywhere. NXT, uh, main roster WWE doesn't do right. it too much, but they still do Japan it. Does for the, it. For example, like the that's why everybody was thinking that Randy got buried by Keith Lee because he did one finisher and one off of it. Because yeah. we're in a fucking culture of false finishes that like. You can't just finish a match with one finisher and that's yeah, it. And so there's like, for me at least, there's a certain satisfaction that I get out of seeing a, a match that just has a clean one finish. No false right. finish. Yeah. Uh, and It's like, hey, that was a good match and it ended without me having to fucking jump out of my seat or even being like, it's getting to the point where if there's a pinfall, I almost know that that person's going to kick out. Right? Yeah. Because you're like, uh, it, it wouldn't end that soon. Uh, there has to be some false finish. minutes in. So. Yeah, or we're, we haven't even had a false finish yet. Yeah, yeah, so why fair. would they? Uh, that's what we're getting to. But not only that, if you're going to do a false finish, make it different from the actual finish. Yeah. That was a little weird. That was definitely not weird. Not only that, the false finish, when they did the move... It looked way better on the false finish <laughs> yeah. than the actual finish. Yeah. So it was like... It was weird. I don't know why they did that. I don't know. Um, an example of really no false finishes or few false finishes or the finish was... Uh, Dirty? Kind of off the one move was the women's championship match. Okay. AW uh, women's champion versus uh, NWA women's champion. It was a slow match and it was kind of like all Thunder Rosa's uh, match. And I could see kind of why to get her a little familiar, I guess, with the AW crowd that might not know her. Mm-hmm. Um, but that match ended with the uh, AW women's champion uh, winning just off her finisher and that was it. And I thought that was good. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You don't need fucking 12 false finishes. You don't need three false finishes. Like, you just kind of need to go and, uh, you know, we need more matches. It's kind of like um, Jim Ross mentioned it, like, a couple years ago. Um, every pinfall now is two in a kickout. There's yeah. no one in a kickout anymore. Even, like, part of that tag team match was that uh, Hangman Page rolled up Scott Dawson and but the ref's distracted for like 10 seconds when the ref gets back into it he still makes a two count you would think yeah. if there's fucking 10 seconds in between you could kick out at one because there's you know yeah but uh it's just we also don't see know. remember when like someone would do something like a like a simple ass like say like a suplex and you'd go for the pinfall and there'd be a one kick out yeah and they'd try to do the pinfall again and it'd still be a one kick out right like, they don't do that anymore. And that, I mean, something that little might seem pointless, but I feel like it just adds to, like... It adds to a character, because if a character is yeah. hitting a suplex and gets, 
you know, they kick out at one and then they go for it again. You it leads you to think like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? What or makes this him person's think really stubborn? Yeah, this guy's like this really stubborn, or he just wants to character. put this away right as soon as possible. Yeah. So it adds an element to the story to the character. Yeah, that is lost when you don't do stuff like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know anymore, man. I, it's uh, it's a weird. Weird, 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 weird. I mean, like I said last uh, week, there's just really weird perspectives right now on what makes good wrestling. And I think a lot, I think, uh, I think there's like a loud minority that like things that are good in like small quantities. But when you do it every match, you know, it's too much. But yeah, they're very loud about what they like. So everything becomes that. I feel like that's kind of why I liked NWA Power so much because every match felt so different from each other, but they didn't feel like, I don't know. It just felt like, um, like they're just having matches to have really good matches and not fucking yeah. like, but not, not like only that, trying to push it too far. It kind of felt like a melting pot of superstars that kind of were left out of everything else uh-huh. right so you get a melting pot of that and you get guys that are like traditional wrestlers and then you guys you get guys from the indie scene uh, guys and girls from the indie scene and guys and girls that are traditional yeah and you just kind of get a melting pot of different styles and no one really complained about it. Anybody that watched it, you watched it because you're a fan of it and you didn't have to hear people comparing it to other companies yeah. and stuff like that. That's what made it fun, especially like when you were watching it live on YouTube and you're watching the chat, like there was never there was rarely any like negative stuff being written in there, which is like almost hard to do nowadays, but I guess that comes with the Okay, this isn't really big, so you're gonna get what fourteen thousand people to say their opinions. Yeah. Compared to you're getting one point two, two point whatever million people watching, and then they all have a different opinion. You're gonna yeah. get more negative people in in the conversations. Right. Yeah. So I think that's the difference also, but I don't know. Uh power was cool. Now, NWA, I think what I've read is that they're doing, like, all pay-per-view shows now. So, like, every show they do is pay-per-view. Um, and Nick Aldis is having a title match against Mike Kanellis. It's going to be good. That's going to be good. Um, I think I think uh, AEW could really benefit from making a partnership with NWA. Not a, like, a... New Japan ROH partnership where they're, they're getting used a lot on each other's show. Yeah. But just like every once in a while, like the Thunder Rosa thing, I thought that was a really good um, story. Yeah. The NWA think, Women's Champion, the AEW Women's Champion. Let's put them together. You know? I think, yeah, they could benefit, but let's face it. I think they don't even know how to use their own talent in yeah, the right true. way. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, yeah, everybody was excited when Eddie Kingston got signed, but have they really taken the opportunity to use Eddie Kingston in the right? There's a lot of guys that are getting signed that people are excited for them being signed because they think that they were, uh, they're being, um, underused, underused or overlooked or whatever, but they get signed and they're still getting overlooked. Just, uh, I don't know, like in a, in a slightly higher position. Yeah. Because I think Brody Lee, there's no reason why Brody Lee shouldn't be world champion. I don't th- I don't think there's any reason why, like, um, I don't know. I could say that about anyone on the card, though, really. Yeah. But so here's my issue, though. This is my issue with. And so it's weird because I don't want this whole thing to sound like we just are bashing AEW. But I think there's certain ways to do things and a lot of people I don't know man I I, I just don't want to sound like a broken record where I'm comparing WWE to yeah. AEW right but it just it makes sense how WWE's done stuff right you bring top guys from Japan 
and you let them work their way towards a title shot. Not so revival, right? Shows up and they're already tag team champions, right? And it kind of seems like it's a repetitive thing where they're putting pe- former WWE guys that everybody has said, all right, this person's yeah. being overlooked. They're giving them the top space, but now you're you're devaluing the initial people that you had be right. part of the show. For example, Kenny Omega. I don't think Kenny Omega's done anything to increase his value in AEW. No. And, and, and that's, like, that's um, the guy that the the entire company should have kind of been built around. Yeah. Because that was... It's interesting how he was in Japan, the top guy in the entire industry, and now your your main poster boy that or main person that should have been your poster boy is now being overlooked. Right. Because you're bringing and people from a just, different company that were yeah. being overlooked to make people feel like this is where we care about wrestlers. Right. But you're now putting and I don't want to say Barry because that like I said earlier, a joking around, they're burying Kenny Omega. I wouldn't say they're burying him, but they're definitely not using him as they should have because he should have been the one that sold the tickets and got you to tune yeah. in. He's losing value. The but longer he's we losing go on. value. Yeah, yeah. The 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 longer we go on, the less. Chris Jericho should care. have been used. Chris Jericho as world champion should have been used to get over a guy like Hangman Page or Kenny Omega who yeah, already it. have popularity within like diehard wrestling fans but need that extra boost for for the casual for casual people or new people uh, a like new audience yeah. yeah but instead they did it they had Jericho play that role to put over a guy who came from the same place as he did yeah so it doesn't make sense not only that i think they took too long to so what it looks like now is that they're trying to split the elite yeah i think if that's what they wanted to do the whole time they took too long to do that. Yeah, I agree. I think that problem that you're talking about where they make the WWE guys, the ex-WWE guys, look a lot better than their initial roster. If you listen to commentary, it's a problem with how they talk about wrestlers too. Because Jim Ross would say, these these guys are good and and, uh, and they got better every day and they're only going to get better. And uh, there's, there's a big future for these guys. But he says that about guys like like uh, Pentagon and Phoenix and uh, and SCU, who you shouldn't have to say yeah, that about exactly. SCU those, because they're Southern all those people, California legends. All of those fucking people I just named. All those people you just named, yeah. where the those people are the initial top people that they had. The yeah. roster that they had mm-hmm. had their stars already. Yeah, they brought people that were being overlooked in the eyes of people that don't really know anything Mm -hmm. they brought them here put them in the top position then putting your initial stars that everybody was going to tune in to watch anyways under them yeah to satisfy people that don't know what they're talking about so jim ross will make those comments about those guys he made those comments about the aew women's world champion yeah she's really good and she's uh, gotten a lot better since getting here and she's only going to get better I don't disagree do that you, there's a possibility that she will get better, but it, when she's your world champion, you should be saying she is the best is the in best, the industry yeah. right now. Yeah. He makes comments like that about the guys that have, and girls who've been here day one, since day one, not, but not to the guys who come from WWE where he just goes, yeah, I think FTR is the best uh, tag team in the world right now. And I don't think uh, if there's anyone better, I haven't seen them. They've only yeah, been in AEW for a couple of months, and he's already talking about them in a higher light than he is their women's world champion, which shouldn't be the case. Let's face the facts. We know that based on what you just said, there's something in JR's brain saying we're, we as a company right. Our second are place. good. We're good, but we could get better. Yeah, exactly. That's what he's saying. But they shouldn't be... They shouldn't be looking at it that way. You should you should not have to tell me, yeah. hey, stick around because in a couple years, this guy's going to be really good. Yeah. You should just and tell me this guy is the best yeah. that we have. Yeah, exactly. The best in the world. That's all you should be saying. So there's a there's a really big problem with how AEW books their, their stars that are not 
recently stripped from the WWE. Um, but I don't know. They really need to fix that. And I think it's more than just Jim Ross's comments. It's their booking. Um, and I don't know. It's uh, because... I don't know. Maybe people want to go from watching Dean Ambrose in WWE to watching Dean Ambrose in AEW, but that I don't want to. I want to watch someone like Pentagon be in the world title picture. Or I want to see someone like um, fucking Hangman Page in the world title picture. Yeah, Not because, fucking Chris Jericho versus John Moxley. The whole idea was that you're taking indie people, indie wrestlers, right or wrestlers that were top stars in a different country that we didn't get to watch as often because of the time differences and then you're putting them on american television and on prime time on yeah on prime time and telling us that you're about to change the industry but then you do nothing with those stars that we were excited to see right instead you're taking people that were already you're taking wrestlers that are already made and giving them the opportunity yeah so and, and it's then you're not putting to, people like mjf <laughs> and, and it's not to it's not to say like they don't deserve the opportunity but it you're then taking opportunity away from the people that you said that you promised opportunity yeah. to that, yeah. that you said we're building this company in order for you to get an opportunity that you didn't get. Yeah. But now you're giving it to the people who already former world champion in the WWE, Dean Ambrose, legend in wrestling, Chris Jericho. Yeah. That literally legend has in wrestling, left Matt to Hardy. Prove. There's nothing. There's nothing. Nothing left to prove for Chris Jericho. Right. And you can argue he's building new stars, but I don't know. He's literally building uh, a resume for what he's going to do next. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like, he's building his WWE Hall of Fame resume. Because let's face it, it's going to get to a point where AEW is probably going to be nothing, and they're just going to count that right. all that stuff he's done there, too. If, be like, if he they keep on this track of... yeah. Oh, WWE guys are released? Let's sign them and put them on our because, show above and, our stars. And the reason I'm saying that is because WWE's gotten to the point where they're showing uh, like indie footage of yeah. people that they've signed. So who's to say that a few years from now that they're just going to be like, oh, look at what they did in New Japan. Like they, yeah. they're killing it in New Japan too. Like let's put that it's in their like, video packages. It's like when TNA went to Monday's. Everybody was like, oh, rumor has it Vince hates TNA. Oh, John Cena mentioned TNA on TV. Oh, my God. We're doing TNA chants in the crowd. Vince Vince hates TNA. And now they're, like, literally asking AJ Styles in WWE-produced interviews. So tell us about your time yeah. in TNA. So, Here's this video of you from TNA. Because it's... It's a process that every single company gets into where they build their stars. And people appreciate their company for their stars. Yeah. But then they get big headed and they sign the last guy who just left WWE and they put that guy above their stars. And that's the problem. And if that problem continues, AEW will be another TNA. Like, I don't know. We've been with AEW for like a year at most, maybe. And I'm still not like I said incredibly earlier. impressed with them. And I'd like to be. And I've given them a lot of tries. Like I said earlier, AEW is just TNA with a budget. A very big budget. AW is just WCW in twenty twenty. That's really what it is. That's Which actually is what TNA it is. TNA with a budget. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um They say history repeats. So. Turns out we're the two wrestling we're the we're both the one third wrestling fans that are mad. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh you know who else is probably mad? Who? Corey Graves. Corey Graves is mad? He probably is. At what? Uh, because this whole time he thought it was Sasha Banks, who was the oh, bad friend. Okay. <laughs> Turns out it was Bailey. Um, I feel like it's too late for this story. Like it's too late for the split. You, you think the turn should have happened earlier? I think it should have happened when they were trying it for a while, and then everybody thought they were gonna do a uh love story between them, 
and then they nixed the whole thing and then gave them the tag titles. I think it should have happened before all of that. I and, think and it it's just too early. They should have really let us believe that they were never going to like turn on each other again. And then when we least expect it. I just feel like Bailey and Sasha will give us good matches from this because I think they're better against each other than they are together. Yeah. But it should have happened so long ago. No, I think I I was really entertained by what they were doing together right now like having both of them heal and together like was pretty fun i think we haven't seen that so um i don't know i think if they would have really let that one just just keep going for a while and then when we least expect it that could i think what you said though like they're gonna give us really good matches and i think that's why they did it i think they really need matches right now yeah. Um. But what are you most disappointed with, though? The split between them or the Iconics? No. Longer? The Iconics, because the Iconics came in to WWE past NXT, of course. They came in as a tag team. That's that's one of my biggest WWE pet peeves, right? Everybody, here here I go. I'm gonna talk shit about WWE now to balance the universe. When they take a a tag team that are good together and they came in as a tag team. And they split them for no apparent reason. Oh, the shield. No, that that I'm was a good. Kidding. That was I'm a really good split. And yeah. I think that was like let's was split fun. them while while they're on top. It was perfect timing. Yeah. Uh, the first one. I think the second one was like okay, we have to because of circumstances. But yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of time. It's like their tag team division is either uh, real tag teams that get split up or two people who who should have really good singles careers, but they put them in a tag team for no reason. Yeah. Um. And there's very few times where the second, uh, scenario has a good result, like Cesaro and Tyson, and I think uh, at this point Cesaro know. and anyone. Is, oh yeah, is a good 100%. match. I mean, good tag. Team, I think he really. I think he elevated Sheamus's career. I think that just shows you how good of a fucking wrestler he is. Yeah. Like he, he pulls people up to the second level, but um, I'm trying to think of other tag teams that just kind of split for no reason, like like. Even back in the day, it happened. Like, the world's greatest tag team, uh, Sheldon Benjamin and Charlie Haas. They just yeah. kind of split them with the draft for no uh, reason. Jason they Jordan did it with, like, Gable. yeah, they did it with them with the draft. They did it with the Dudleys in the draft. They always do this. They repeat yeah. the same thing over and over again. Um, and it shouldn't happen. And I don't think know, I don't think the Iconics had a good enough tag team run. They like, didn't, I, I, but I they should think, have. Yeah. I, I think th- that first women's uh, elimination chamber match, which was for the tag titles, it should have gone to them because they had the best – uh, tag team wrestling in the match nobody else was wrestling as a tag team but they were yeah. they were cooperating they're putting stuff together they're really good they're really entertaining together too so yeah. even if they didn't have that good of a in-ring run they were fucking good together as yeah. a uh, entertainment duo right so yeah, it's fucking man. it's a, it's a that disaster that they split them that up. one hurts i'm sad um the rumor is though it's because they're looking to push peyton royce yeah um, I don't know if that's true. If it is, I'd like it because I think I think the Iconics are both very good wrestlers. I think a lot of people are very sleep on uh, what's her name, Peter Rice, Billy Kay. Yeah, Billy yeah. Kay. I don't know. Sometimes I'd be following them and I'd be knowing their real names, and I'm like, <laughs> hold up. Uh, <laughs> that's the total divas effect where they yeah, fucking teach dude. us their real names, I'm so you're around, watching like, it. And then you lose put what the, the- <laughs> put the women's title on Trinity. And they're like, Ooh. yeah. I'm not really yeah. talking to casual fans. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they're sleeping on her. I think they're sleeping on both of them. I, I, there's like live event clips of them fucking popping off, tearing the ring apart. Like they're 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 putting on a show, and we don't see that on TV. And yeah. I'm just like, why? Why aren't we seeing this? I don't know. I don't know if I'm a fan of a solo push, though. It's Me not, neither. And I think you don't. Same. I feel like it's like we're, we're seeing it with Big E. If that ever takes off, you don't need to split a group or a tag team for, for a guy to go solo for yeah. a little bit or a girl to go solo for a little bit. Like, let them yeah, exactly. stick together, but, you know, go solo. It, it's like, uh, to go back to my viewing of 2002 SmackDown episodes, <laughs> the entire tag team division is kind of like that, where the, you have the tag teams, but they're still doing their own solo thing. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like Eddie and Chavo are a tag team, 
You can't deny that. But Chavo every once in a while will still get a cruiserweight title match by himself. Yeah. Or uh, you know, Edge and and uh, Rey Mysterio are a tag team, but every once in a while. Rey Mysterio will have a main event match against Brock Lesnar by himself yeah. for whatever reason. But, you know, they didn't have to be like, oh, well, we got to put it in story that they split up so this match makes sense. Like, There's, It's almost like that. there was no barriers. It's just, hey, look, we're going to put you in a random match against Shannon Moore. That That's really what 2002 SmackDown feels like. It, it feels like random, but it feels good. Yeah. I think it comes down to them having a smaller roster, though. And, mm-hmm. and so you, you kind of had to stretch, you know, yeah. with what you had. Like, you have to have a singles match with one of your tag team superstars because who else is it going to be, you know? Yeah. But, like, it made for good. Uh, it, it felt good that they weren't locked into a single thing. Yeah, man. Um, it's Like, like uh, speaking of tag teams that are one guy is going solo, uh, Oos. Jay Uso. Is it oh, Jay Uso? Yeah. I don't know which Uso it is, but we'll figure out right Uso now. Uso versus the big dog. I'm hyped for this one, man. Yeah. Only thing I'm sad about is that we're not going to have JBL on commentary yeah, saying, We've got a flying <laughs> Uso. Right. That's um, the best. Yeah. So, like, you didn't have to have a story where Jay was like, I hate my fucking brother to death. I hate him. Yeah. So now he's I'm always gonna getting go. injured, so I'm gonna carry this one on my own. Yeah, like, like you don't need to do that. No, like now just, he just has to say he. All he has to say is, "I hate my cousin to death." Like, <laughs> yeah, right. No, yeah, exactly. but this is gonna be good, man. I think, I think we're gonna really see a side of Roman we haven't seen. I yeah, I think I think heel Roman. You know, last week I was saying I didn't like it too much so far. Only a week later and i my opinions changed because I, i'm foreseeing and i hope that heel roman will maybe have a lot of one-off world title matches with guys who he could probably put on a really good match with because i yeah. imagine him and, and jay would be really good in ring yeah um oh yeah man i'm pretty sure they had great matches like, in the living room <laughs> like yeah come on, i think they've said that in interviews i mean if you flash back like i think murphy buddy murphy really owes his main roster career to Roman Reigns because they had that like one-off match on SmackDown and then, you know, um, well he had the one-off with Daniel I think first and then Roman, but still they had a really good match, and uh, you know, so I think maybe Roman heel Roman with the Universal Title would be like, yeah I'll go through this whole fucking roster. Yeah, because <laughs> we're gonna see him go up against a lot of faces that he hasn't really gotten the chance to yeah. work with. Like he's Jay. just worked against heels the whole time. Right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, man. It's going to be good. That's going to be a how long? Run. How long are, are we from that match? Um, Got a few weeks? Like a like a week. Okay. Like a week or two, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. You're trying to convince me that Night of Champions the week was, after Payback. The, no, I was trying to convince you it was this weekend that just passed. Yeah, which to was make the week think we after payback. Three weekends in a row. I wouldn't have watched. I really wouldn't have watched. I would have. I would not have. I don't, I, I don't if, know. If that match was last week, I would have watched it. No, um, no, thank you. No, thank you. So I have a, a prediction I want to make on the podcast because you know okay. we do those and I I'd be hitting sometimes. Some I don't know if any of your predictions have hit that well, you've made on the podcast. I think the predictions you've made that hit are like some are they, some, they uh they're before podcast ever happened like the sting thing. No, the sting thing was on podcast. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was, it was me and Alvin doing our. I was thing on that episode of podcast. It wasn't a podcast. It was YouTube. Yeah, but it wasn't pod- It wasn't this podcast. No, so not that's this. That's why one. it doesn't matter. But it does though, it because there's count. there's recorded, it's recorded evidence. <laughs> if we Maybe. ever need to, you know, take a week off and we need to throw in a throwback, we could just throw in a throwback of that Survivor Series, right? Sure. But check it. So, I mean. I say weird things and then they somehow happen, right? I mean, <laughs> bad news Barrett is back. That's not fair though because you've been counting every single year. You're like, 
He's my prediction for Royal Rumble return. So that doesn't count. <laughs> if I say every year, I think fucking, true, uh, you know, like Trevor Murdoch's going to come back to WWE. Okay. We'll, we'll check he, it out. And he somehow comes back. You know, that doesn't count. Retribution. I read somewhere. Now, I mean, these sources are nowhere near credible, right? right. It's just. But they're, so they're as credible as Dave Meltzer. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. They're, they're just so on Instagram, on my Explore page, I get a lot of like these wrestling news things that like every single time I've read one is wrong, right? Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> like but but they, they're good. I like to see them because it gets you thinking. Yeah. It like and, starts a thought process. Yeah. Like and that. you'll end up in a loophole of thought processes. And then sometimes you'll just randomly think something and then. You know, it happens. Right. Um, so this one said that uh, they think that a main roster superstar is going to be part of Retribution. And okay. I was like, holy crap. What if it's Tyson Kidd? <laughs> <laughs> and now, I know what you're thinking. You're like, where are we <laughs> How did you? How did you add that up? Like, why would you? <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. How did you? How? How do you get to that conclusion that it's Tyson Kidd? Well, I mean, there's no getting there. It who just hasn't wrestled that since was like all 2016. That, I was like, who can it be? Tyson Kidd. Injury. So you just um, thought the first name that came into your head? No, not the first. <laughs> Well, He's actually yeah, the second. Natalia was the first. No, that was the first name. But so there was clips of Tyson Kidd training. Right. Again. Which is a like a reoccurring thing we're seeing right now since Daniel Bryan's return. A lot of wrestlers yeah. thought their career was were careers were over. Yeah, we see it with Daniel Bryan, we've seen it with Edge. Um one Canadian, one bearded man that could be Canadian if he wanted to. He's from Seattle, so close enough. <laughs> right. Um <laughs> And Tyson Kidd's Canadian, so he is Canadian. That is a fact. <laughs> so if he were to return, he could be Retribution. Um, no, I don't think so. No, no. I I'm just uh, gonna put it out there just in case. I don't know. Every week, I, I kind of feel like it's probably just a group of NXT guys, and it's gonna be really hard to get them over. That's all I think. Every single yeah, week. it is. Unless um, you're Tyson Kidd, and you're gonna put these people <laughs> over. Oh man. Fuck, dude, Tyson. That would be good. That actually kind of connects because Tyson Kidd had the revival of his career through NXT. Do you remember when he would wrestle and people would just chant "Natty's boyfriend"? No, I don't think I, re oh I watched wrestling at that it time. Was, it was really brutal, and it became it became like his whole story. Where like he was like, "I'm fucking tired of these people only looking at me." Like he didn't say that, <laughs> but like it, it was him. Trying to overcome them just referring to him as being Natty's boyfriend. And I think he really did do a good... I, I think it worked out because he had really good matches in NXT. Yeah. With, like, him and fucking uh, Tyler Breeze. So good, dude. That's I a think, throwback. If you gotta uh, go back to any match... Like, just go... This is me reaching out to, to you. Go back to the Natty's boyfriend. Please go moments. back to the Natty's boyfriend era. <laughs> if you haven't seen them, oh, or if you God. haven't even seen them in a long time, it's a good. It's a good thing to go back to. <laughs> yeah, look, man. All I'm saying is, if he does come back as Retribution, or if he just comes back in general, uh, anytime soon, the only thing that's gonna suck is that there's no crowd reaction. Right. Yeah. I think. That I mean, that at would be least Edge. At least Edge got his return crowd yeah. reaction. He didn't get his mania. His return entrance. was like right on the fucking flip of the of the coin. Yeah, in, into the disaster of disastrous world we live in. Yeah, um, where there's no crowds. Crowds are coming back in Japan though. Um, I don't yes. think they're like selling out like. On, like on purpose. I think, I think they're doing they're, smaller, yeah, doing smaller arenas too. Smaller arenas and outside. They they wrestled on baseball field a couple shows oh, ago. I love baseball. I think where, when Naito got uh got his titles back, he he wrestled on a baseball field. Yeah. There's something about wrestling on baseball fields. on baseball fields that's just really. It's good. very Puerto Rican. It's <laughs> 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 it is very Puerto Rican. 
<laughs> Shout out to the colognes, yeah. but not really. Just it's, the new uh, colognes. I, I, look, yeah, man. we don't fuck with Carlos Cologne. Carlos Cologne might have been, uh, what's the word? An accessory to murder. Yeah. So, I mean, Abdullah the Butcher, don't fuck with him. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, man. Shout out baseball fields and wrestling. <laughs> Shout out to the new colognes. <laughs> Shout out to the new colognes. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh my god! Damn, <laughs> I think I think that's the perfect way to end this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's r- wrapping it up. Then shout out to Puerto Ricans, baseball fields, and the colognes. Uh, I have been at Walk with Geo on Twitter. You can follow me there on Twitter. You could follow the podcast at Foreign Object WP. You could follow the form the artist formerly known as the New Age Rulu on Twitter at the Dude Big B D A D U D E B I G B. Thank I always got to spell it because people want to put the. Right. right. It's yeah. not the. It's duh. Duh. But not but duh. Not, yeah. Like, yeah. It's D-A. 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 Yeah. So thank you for listening. Don't forget about uh, the Tyson kid. Yeah, Maddie man. Boyfriend <laughs> era. <laughs> That's good stuff.